I've tricked myself into thinking that once I get a job, problems are over. Once I get a job, then I'll be content. Then that's what everything will do. And we all have that one, that thing in our head where it's once I get this, I'll be content. Once I get that romantic relationship and my crush starts liking me, I'll be content. Once everybody, once I get to a certain amount of likes on Instagram, I'll be content. Once I won't get this much money, I'll be content. No, you won't. Because our state of content was never meant to be a production or a product, I'm sorry, of the earthly things that we have and the earthly things that we can gain. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. Welcome to episode 109. 109. Hope you guys had an amazing past week. My week has been amazing. Um, really nothing happened that was new, ladies and gentlemen. But I could tell you that this past week has been the most content that I've been with my life in a very long time. And of course, the message of today is going to be about simply that. Um... Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. That's what I told you. Man shall not live by bread alone, or doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. That's from Deuteronomy chapter 8. It's also in Matthew chapter 4, but we're going to get to that. But that right there is if you take anything from this episode today, it's going to be that statement. And I want you to repeat that statement every time that you feel discontent. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord, man live. Today, I'm going to talk about being content in God. Because this episode is coming from someone who's been discontent with their life for a very long time. Never in my life did I thought that I'd be in the situation I am now. And I know I talk about it almost every episode, but I'm still going to talk about it because of what I'm going through. And I think that it could help somebody else and it could translate to somebody else. Never in my life did I think that I would go from being one of the smartest growing up with the 4.0 student, the valedictorian in high school, number one public university in the world to being unemployed for over a year. Never in my life did I thought this was going to be the case. But here I am. And this is the case. It wasn't my expectation, but here I am. And I've been so discontent with my life, so discontent with where I'm at in life. And I know that we live in a in, in, in a day and age where it's rise and grind and never be satisfied and so on and reach the top and all that different stuff. But let's be real for a second. We are supposed to be, as children of God, content in God. But how many of us can we actually say that, yo, okay, yeah, there's more that we want in life, but we are content in God and we still love life and we still are not taking the things that God has done for us for granted, even though it's not the things exactly that we've prayed for. I wasn't I wasn't at peace. My peace has been disrupted for a very long time. I mean, you know, this could be an on again, off again thing where times I feel better, times I feel not so good. But this time my peace was disrupted like about a week ago. Um, like I, I went to this conference and um, it's called African African Christian Fellowship. And the president, um, he's a doctor. And he got up on stage to talk. And he said, oh, I, visually, you can see that he was a blind man. He started talking everything. You know, a lot of the time when I see a blind person, I always assume that, okay, they were blind from, from, from their birth. But this guy wasn't blind from his birth, which I later on, you know, found out when he was talking. 
Um, and there's something he said. There's a couple things he said, and it and and it really, I'll never forget them. He said something, and like I know he was serious, but everybody else saw it as a joke. He said, "If you're jobless, I don't know this guy. If you're jobless, that's a privilege." He said, because now you have more time to pray. Now, everybody laughed because everybody saw it as a joke. But me being jobless, I was like, huh, okay. I was, I was all ears. I'm like, what does this guy have to say? Because I know that this guy is a child of God. He's speaking with the spirit right now. Okay, what, what else do you have to say? And then he said this, and it shook me to my core. It shook me to my core. He said, he said, of course, I want to be healed. That's what he said. Of course, I want to be healed. But I will not postpone my communion with God to when I'm seeing again. I want to see the goodness of the Lord while I'm a blind man. That shook me to my core. Ladies and gentlemen, you see how I'm quoting it word for word, bar for bar, because I'm never going to forget something like that. And I talked to him later on before I left the conference. I said, you said something that changed me. Um, It shook me to my core because... Although, you know, I'm, I'm getting on this on this mic and I'm talking every week and stuff like that. I wouldn't say I postponed my communion, but have I been ungrateful in times? Yes. Have I been a little upset with, like, why isn't things going my way? Yes. And it's a lot of us that are postponing our communion with God until we get the things that we're praying for. Or we're postponing our communion with God because he has not answered our prayers the way we wanted to answer our prayers. So now we don't really see God the same way. And it's very dangerous to be in this in this position of discontent because as we're going to talk about in this episode, you see that a lot of the sins that we commit comes from our own discontent, comes from doing things because we feel like we're lacking something, doing things to get something that we believe that we lack. If you don't have enough money, what are you going to do? You're going to do things for money. We know the crazy things that people do for money, the rebellious things that people do for money. You don't have enough attention. We know the cr- I mean, we live in a social media era. We know the crazy, ridiculous things that people do for attention. You don't have enough friends. Hey, all of us that have ever been to college can talk about the things that we did to have friends. Yep. The things that you did to have friends. Let me close this window. Mm. Wait, run. I'm playing. The things that you did to have friends. Right? I was actually having a conversation with... um with someone and you know they wanted me to do a conversation uh uh top a uh i'm sorry a topic suggestion on like talking about college but then that conversation ended up talking about fomo and a lot of us i think a lot of us that went into college as a christian had fomo everybody's going to parties everybody's getting drunk everybody's having sex everybody's you know doing all this different stuff that we know we're not supposed to be doing right and we know coming in like we were convicted all right i'm not supposed to be in that space or i'm not supposed to be doing these things right but you know what I'm saying? We also want to have friends. We also want to be known. We also want to be recognized. We also want to be around other people because we're bored or whatever it might be. Ultimately, we have a fear of missing out in these spaces. We have a fear of missing out. We have a fear because we feel like we are lacking something. So we have to go do things to get it. So now we start to run with the crowd that's doing things that's not what is godly in order to have the friends or in order to have the popularity, in order to have the community and so on. You're doing things that you know you're not supposed to be doing because you feel like you're missing something. You're missing out. You feel like you're lacking something and you're discontent because you lack something, according to you. Because fact of the matter is, look, hey, according to us, we do lack things. We do not have things, right? 
We do. It's real. But why is God still throughout scripture? It seems as though we're still expected to be satisfied. We're still expected to be content, even though God knows that we lack things. He knows. He knows everything's about us. Even Matthew 6 says that God knows what we need before we even ask. He knows the times there's going to be times that we lack, but he still expects us to be satisfied. He still expects us to be content. Why? Maybe it's because our satisfaction, our content was never, ever, ever supposed to be dependent on the earthly things that we have and the earthly things that we can gain. Maybe that was never supposed to be the source of our contentment. But we've thought, we've tricked ourselves into thinking that I will get this thing and I'll be content. I was literally having a conversation. I've had a conversation between two of my friends now talking about my my, un, my unemployment. And it's funny because they're employed. And then they're also talking to me about their employment, troubles with their employment. And it's like, you know, I'll think to myself for just a brief second, like, man, look at us, two sides of the same coin. You know? And, and for a brief moment, I think to myself, I, 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 I've tricked myself into thinking that once I get a job, problems are over. Once I get a job, then I'll be content. Then that's what everything will do. And we all have that one, that thing in our head where it's once I get this, I'll be content. Once I get that romantic relationship and my crush starts liking me, I'll be content. Once everybody, once I get to a certain amount of likes on Instagram, I'll be content. Once I won't get this much money, I'll be content. No, you won't. Because our state of content was never meant to be a production or a product, I'm sorry, of the earthly things that we have and the earthly things that we can gain. Philippians chapter 4. Let's go to it. Apostle Paul writes, and I've read this a million times on this podcast. Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 11. It says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be a base and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Look, he was full sometimes and he was hungry sometimes. He was abasing sometimes where, where you don't have a lot and he was abounding sometimes where you have more. Verse 13 says, I can do all things, abasing, bounding, lacking, having a lot through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I got another verse for you, and we'll come back to all of this. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse uh, 7, 8. I'm giving you one in the New Testament, and I'm giving you one in the Old Testament. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit i'm going to read that again and shall not be careful in the year of droughts neither shall cease from yielding fruit and shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit and shall not be careful in the year of drought this analogy is comparing a man to a tree a tree not being careful in the year of drought not being anxious not being filled with anxiety in the year of drought what is a year of drought? A year of drought is when you don't have any water. You have a very scarce amount of water. Water is an essential aspect to the life of a tree. Trees can't survive without water. But what it's saying is that it will not be anxious in the year of drought. It will not be anxious in the years of scarcity. It will not be anxious in the years of lacking. 
Philippians 4 told us that Paul was be able was able to be content when he had a lot and when he had a little. Why? Because Christ is the one that was strengthening him. Jeremiah 17 says that this man that is like a tree is not anxious in the year of drought. Why? Because his trust is in the Lord and the Lord is his hope. So the conclusion I get from both the Old Testament to the New Testament is that Yahweh is the answer. Is that Yahweh is the cause behind contentment. In times of lacking, in times of abounding, in times of having little, in times of scarcity. Yahweh is the answer. So we realize it's not about having or not having earthly things. It's only about having God. It's not about having a lot. Paul said it's not about having a lot. It's not about having water all the time and a lot of water, like Jeremiah says. It's about having God because he is the solution. But if I stop there, some of you might have gotten him right there, but other people might be like, okay, you told me that God is the solution. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I hear that all the time. It's funny because, you know, sometimes I'll talk to my mom or we will talk to my mom, all of us kids, because she does it to all of us. And like, you know, we'll be ranting about something. And when she finds out that what we're ranting about is not that serious, like, you know, she'll kind of zone out, you know, she'll take a break. And then like when we're done, she'll come back and just, you know, she'll give us that same line, that same line. And we know that it indicates that she wasn't listening. And she says that, um, Baba, let's she call me Baba. Baba, look up. Your redeemer, leave it. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. This, this woman was not listening, you know. And that's kind of how people feel when it's like people just tell them, oh, God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. How? 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 How is God the answer? How? So I hope that with the rest of this episode, me breaking this down, giving you a little more can clear some things up for you. Okay. How? Why? How is God the solution in all of this? Okay, you tell me to trust him. You tell me to make him my hope. You know what I'm saying? You tell, okay, Christ is going to strengthen me. Those are all very encouraging uh, phrases. And sometimes that's enough for people. And the Holy Spirit moves through those words. And, you know, it really fills people up. Then other people, they need to it needs to be broken down some more because those, those words sometimes fall on deaf ears. So how? How am I, ma- how am I able to be content in God? Why am I able to be content in God? I'll give you Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Which says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, love, joy, peace, love. I'll stop right there. Love, joy and peace. Fruits of the spirit, as in the products of having God's spirit in you, the same spirit that you received when you accepted Christ into your life. The fruits of this spirit, as we are walking by this spirit, as we are living by the spirit, as we are yielding to this spirit, is love, joy, and peace. And that's really funny because when you really get down to the root of all of the things that we want, isn't the reason why we want the things that we want is because we want love, joy, and peace? Think about it just for one second. Think about everything that you desire in life. For the most part, when you really get down to the nitty gritty, it comes down to love, joy, and peace. And I've never met a discontent person say that they have all three of these things. Stay with me. 
All right, our regulations. Let's go to John chapter 15. Starting at verse 1, Jesus speaking, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may, excuse me, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. I'm going to read verse 5 one more time. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. <sighs> what fruit is Jesus talking about? What fruit are we talking about here? We just read in Galatians the fruit of the spirit that we get once we accept Jesus Christ into our life. Jesus is talking about the fruits of the spirit. And he tells us that the person that bears much fruit, fruits of the spirit, are the ones that abide in him. Hmm. So this is where contentment lies. When the fruits of the spirit are manifested in our lives. You following Christ and abiding in Christ produces love, joy and peace. These are not my words. You've read it here. I gave you the verses. But we always lose sight of it. And we try to, to manifest our own contentment by chasing earthly things when Jesus has told us that it's those that abide in me that will be content. So then we chase after the other things and we fail or other of us, other of us become dis engulfed in our discontent and we become engulfed in our rebellion against God. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we were never meant to be content because of the earthly things that we have gained. The fruits of the spirit do not come from your employment. The fruits of the spirit do not come from your romantic relationship or gaining a romantic relationship. It doesn't come from getting a lot of money. It doesn't come from that. It doesn't come from from making everybody love you and like you. That's not where the fruits of the spirit come from. They're called the fruits of the spirit, not the fruits of employment. Not the fruits of romantic relationship. Not the, not the fruits of being seen as a successful person in everybody's eyes. It's the fruits of the spirit. It's a product of the spirit that is in you. When you abide in Christ. When you follow Christ. When you deny yourself and live for Christ. When you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the other things shall be added unto you. This, do you want? Are you getting this now? Like, Does it make sense now? You were never meant to be content because of the things that you can gain here on earth. Ever. You're not wired to be content by the things that you can gain here on earth. We all have a hole in our heart that could only be filled with the worship and the alignment with Yahweh. And you can deny it. You can ignore it for some time and you can chase after what you want to chase after. But I bet you, I bet you the thing that you're chasing after, maybe it gives you joy for some time. Maybe it makes you feel some love for some time. Maybe it makes you feel some peace for some time. But you're going to get to the point where it's like, dang, 
I need more. 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 Let me tell you something. There have been times I've been discontent. But anytime that I am acknowledging and I'm aware and I'm clinging to God, because other times, hey, I know we get distracted. Some of us, you know, we're, we are in Christ and we still fall short. Some of us are in Christ and sometimes we still don't believe him and we throw these verses off to the side. But anytime that I'm conscious of the word of God, I can't say that I'm discontent because they're literally the opposites. Why? Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. I told you that verse was coming back. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. That comes from Deuteronomy chapter 8 originally. So in the verse 2, let's read. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord, this is God talking to the children of Israel. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. God is telling him why he led him through the wilderness for 40 years. And he humbled thee, God humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna. Which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. What is this saying here? God allowed them to suffer, allowed them to suffer hunger. What's hunger? Hunger is when you don't have food. God allowed them to lack earthly things and fed them with heavenly things, manna. So they will know. That you do not live by this bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out, uh, proceed out of the mouth of the Lord. He allowed them to, to suffer through scarcity of earthly things. So they can know that, hey, these things are not reliable by themselves. He showed them that they cannot live by bread alone because if they live by bread alone, they didn't do everything to get bread fact of the matter is when we do everything to get bread and we feel like bread is the answer then we're going to chase bread and we're going to do anything for bread and you might think why is he talking about bread i'm sorry let me rephrase this man should not live by bread alone man should not live by financial freedom alone man should not live by romantic relationships alone man should not live by Success, a successful career alone. Man should not live by popularity alone. Man should not live by a peaceful household alone. Man should not live by good grades alone. Man should not live by sports alone. Man should not live by a full stomach or a full appetite alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of the Lord. The words that say that he loves you, the words that say that he is a provider, the words that say that he is a comforter and he will not leave you comfortless, the words that say that you are more than a conqueror, the words that say that you are his elect, the words that say that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Hope that makes it clear. This is where you find contentment, not in the things of the world where sometimes you'll have it and sometimes you won't have it. These things are not called to make you content. These things are not here to make you content. There is one thing that can keep you a human being that has been created by Yahweh. To be content and that's communion with Yahweh. Do not allow the things that you lack. Do not allow the things that are scarce in your life 
to make you think that once you have these things, you will be content. You will not. There's always going to be a problem. There's always going to be an issue. There's always going to be something where you're saying, I need more of that. Always, while you're here on this earth, it will always happen. And that's why God said, no, 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 I'm not going to wire them to be content by these things that are here today and gone tomorrow. I'm going to wire them by trusting in me. That's how they'll get their content, by trusting in me, by having their hope in me to provide for them, to keep them, to satisfy them. That's what God wants. The bread is not reliable. Think about, look at what Jesus did. Look, Look how he did. He said, The devil came to him and tempted him and said, turn this stone into bread. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord. That's what Jesus told him. He said, yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, I I lack food right now and I would want food right now. But if I take this bread, that's rebellion against God. I'm in communion. I'm in fasting with God. And some of us, we 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 are in that same temptation. Devil is saying, Hey, you're not in a romantic relationship. Go get it. Go get it. And some of us, we go get it because once we get it, that's when we're supposed to be content. But instead, we're supposed to say, man shall not live by such things alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of the Lord. Shall I live? I don't need these things in order to be content. I don't need these things in order to live. I don't need these things in order to prosper. God will give me. God will provide for me. God will make a way for me and I will trust in him. I will trust in him. And all these things shall be added unto me. (sighs) I'm done. (laughs) Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this message, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that it, it, it don't go over people's heads, Father God, that it be stained in their mind, stained in their spirit, oh God. Nothing can wash that out, Father. Father God, that your words, Lord, be what we live by, not by the things that we suppose that we believe is supposed to make us content, Father God. It is you. You are the answer, Father God, and help us to live by that. Live by you, not by the bread, not by the by the money, not by the friends, not by any of those things, Father God, but to know that you are the cause of contentment, oh God. Let your name be glorified in our lives, oh God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to know you more, to go close, to draw closer unto you, Father God, because that's the only way that we're going to understand any of this, Father. That's the only way that we're going to experience any of this, Father God, because otherwise, if nobody makes any action after this to get closer to you, I'm speaking on deaf ears, Father God, but give them ears to hear, eyes to see, Father. Quicken their spirit, Lord Jesus. Quicken my spirit, Father God, to draw closer unto you and truly understand what it means to be content in you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I love you guys. Um, We have our anniversary next week. So um, I'm excited for that. And yeah, if you haven't seen the video, you could probably do it by Monday. So um, yeah. I love you guys. I'm not sorry, by Wednesday. So, yeah, I love you guys. Um, You guys have an amazing week. (laughs) Peace.